This is episode 009 with public relations expert Jerrica Williams. Welcome to Be Contagious. My name is Coach Hernando Planels Jr., and I'm a college basketball coach who believes that leadership is the key to everything. Each week, we bring you stimulating conversation to help you discover ways to be an inspirational force with the people around you. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get contagious. Former Division I athlete turned entrepreneur Jerrica Williams joins the Be Contagious podcast. Today, we talk about how taking leadership in her own life, we talk about single motherhood, and we talk about how faith and hope can take you to the next level. All right, guys, here we go. Hey, we are back with another Be Contagious podcast. We are here with the talented and lovely Jerrica Williams. Thank you. Jerrica, how are you doing? Good. Great. How are you? Good. Good. We're all the way down here in San Diego. Drove all the way down because we had to meet this gem. If you don't know her, she's going to tell her all about herself. She's going to brag way too much, but we're going to love it because she's very, very talented. So, Jerrica, go ahead. You're not from San Diego. You're from Oregon. Kind of tell us your upbringing and then where are you today? Let's see. Yeah, don't, guys, there's noise, so don't worry about it. There'll be noise all over the place. We're here for you guys. I am was born in Albany, Oregon. Spent some time in Salem okay. till I was eight, and then my parents, on a whim, got into a master's program in San Diego, and so okay. they, my dad was like, "Oh, let's move," and right. he came down here, bought us a house, and we all moved to San Diego. And then I grew up here, went to high school here, and went to college at UCLA, and then came back and finished at San Diego State. So. Okay. San Diego through and through. Big time athlete from UCLA to San Diego State. Mm -hmm. All right. So you did that and kind of tell us like your journey to to where you are now. Uh, Well, like transparent or like kind of like the sugar coated version. No, let's go sugar coated (laughs) and then we'll dive into the transparency. Um, Graduated from. Well, no, didn't really graduate. Finished playing basketball. Okay. Went off. Uh, kind of did the gypsy thing a little bit to find myself. Right. Got married, had I'm my still son. Looking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got married, had my son, got divorced, came back to San Diego to graduate. Okay. And have been pursuing my entrepreneurial endeavors and right. being a mom ever since. Okay. Now, I want to dive right into the, your entrepreneurship because you have a company. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the website. You are very talented. Thank I mean, you. let's let's talk about that because, and we'll jump into the motherhood and the entrepreneurship. But right now, what are you doing, mm-hmm. and who are you doing it with? Who am I doing it with? Yes. Uh, so Jace is a like a consultant firm. Okay. With uh, I work with nonprofit organizations and professional athletes through strategic partnerships, public relations, and branding to help increase their visibility and really bridging the gap between communities and and athletes. Okay. Wow. I mean, that's a lot mm-hmm. in itself from the nonprofit spec- mm-hmm. sector to the pro athletes. So let's talk about the nonprofit. Like mm-hmm. with that, I know you're impacting youth and young women in particular. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. So I have a mentorship program kind of as an arm of Jace. And so I spend a lot of time in the community uh, through my breast cancer foundation, okay. which is, so it's twofold. So there's a mentorship program and then live Virginia is a breast cancer foundation that I founded after I lost my point guard to breast cancer four years ago. Okay. Uh, she was 26 wow. and she was just the epitome of a fighter. And, you know, she 
was she was my point guard and she led she was such a great leader for me and so it's my passion now I feel like it's my job and responsibility to kind of impact others the way that she impacted me and simultaneously honor her legacy in that way right so I spend a lot of time with uh young girls from ages 12 to 18 and going and visiting them at schools and providing them with resources and opportunities to you know Light, light a spark in them. And get, yeah. You know. Well, they need it. Exactly. At that age, they, they definitely do. need it. They do. All right. So with that part, I think that's great. Now, I mean, losing your point guard to breast cancer mm-hmm. has got to be one of the hardest things you've ever gone through in your life. For sure. Without question. One yeah. of the hardest. I've been through some things, but that's that's up there. Right. I think I'm still kind of dealing with that. <laughs> no, you know what? I think, I think a lot of people don't understand that the different things that happen in our life, it stays with us. Mm-hmm. And un- until we choose to attack it, in whichever capacity, some justify it, some do things like you're doing. Um, I know for me, I, I get over a lot of the stuff that I do doing podcasts and videos and, and everything else. Mm. So move on toward what you do with pro athletes, mm-hmm. how you're working with them to expand what they do. Right. So I really found a niche in the philanthropic side with professional athletes. Uh, a lot of the time, you know, they're, they're coded to come out, hire an agent, play on their team, and, you know, maybe run a camp or two, yeah. you know. And on the other side, nonprofit organizations want to use, want to capitalize on sports as the multi-billion platform that it is to increase their visibility, raise more funds, et cetera, et cetera. So what I've come to do really well are partner those athletes with those community opportunities, activations, and, and relationships to where it's um, it, it leverages their, their brand and revenue right. at the same time for both parties. Right. So talk about some people you've worked with. I, mm-hmm. think, I think on your side it was Baron Davis. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, so I did Baron Davis. I helped Baron Davis uh, unveil his empowerment center. Sorry, reading room in South Central L.A. where he grew up at mm-hmm. his elementary school. So that was really cool. Uh, we unveiled Roni Turioff's Empowerment mm-hmm. Center in South Central LA too, um, through with the American uh, American Heart Association. Um, I've worked with Sharice Wright, who's in the NFL. Uh, Leon McFadden, who's with the Cowboys. We did some activations with the Team Connor. It's a cancer foundation in Dallas. Okay. Um, so usually I stay within their three markets: their hometown, their college town, and their professional town, and really see what opportunities are there but those are some some examples yeah now obviously those are those are the some examples like you mentioned but how needed is that in the athletic community mm-hmm. um very needed i think it's funny we've had this conversation is is important right now especially with what's going on with colin kaepernick and mm-hmm. how people are discussing athletes do athletes have a responsibility to give back with their voice you know right. some yeah. people choose not to, and some people choose to use their visibility to impact the community, but I do think that it's important because they're able to reach a lot of people a lot faster, you right. know, and they are just viewed at, viewed as role models, mm-hmm. no matter how they swing it. And so it's, I think it is really important for them to understand that and really embrace that. Now, do you put the strategy together? Are you the one mm-hmm. who, like, so you're the brains, yeah, and Basically. they're like pinky, you know. And they're like pinky in the brain, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. we're going to rule the world together. Right, exactly. exactly. All right, so, so walk us how that that comes to fruition, because mm-hmm. I think people want to build something. They, right. they want to kind of put it in a new direction, but you actually do it. So kind of walk through it, how that happens. Right. So I my first thing is tell me your dream, and I'll help you 
do it, mm. right? I'll help you live it. So they come to me and they say, for example, one of the football players, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to like name drop as much just because you can't name drop. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's just part of it, you know? Um, so, you know, one of the athletes came to me and said, Jerrica, I want to uh, I want to open up a, a, a like a, a housing facility for young men. Okay. That are okay. in that are from my neighborhood. Right. So I'll put together the business plan, right? What that looks like, what he wants that to look like. And really it starts with because they don't really think about it outside of that. You know, right. they think, oh, I just want to open one. Yeah, but let's I just get really the open it. one, right? <laughs> you know, so it's like, well, okay, who's going to be our board of directors? What are you trying to accomplish? Who's your audience, et cetera, et cetera. So we kind of go through, you know, my outline right. and my bullet points and get answers to all those questions. And then I find ways to partner with existing relationships that they have. So, for example, if he's already a partner of Nike or the NFL, um, what are ways that we can start raising money to help fund that initiative? Okay. So it's not just them, you know, putting their money into it, you know, it, it really is a, is a business and a fully operating business that makes sense. So that's kind of how it starts. And then once the partnerships kind of pick up and the business plan can start to activate, then the branding and all of that comes in where we're, you know, sharing it with the community and mm -hmm. getting people involved. Wow. And then how, I mean, our, obviously since you, when you lay down this blueprint, they've got to be pretty excited about it. It is, it is exciting because they can start to see things kind of come into fruition and then, I always tell people it's e it's kind of easy after, you know, once you have the blueprint, yeah. it's it's kind of easy. So they, right. you know, they get excited and they stay the point. The the key is to keep them excited, yeah. you know, because there are there's going to be peaks and valleys. Right. But, yeah. you know, you kind of got to work through those and just, you know, see it, see it manifest on the other side. But it's always it's so rewarding. I mean, it's I mean, it's it's got to be. Now, what happens when you have a client mm -hmm. um, who is resisting the blueprint? Mm -hmm. Who thinks their blueprint is better than your blueprint? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you handle that? That's fine. Let's look at your blueprint. Right. Let's see. <laughs> what no do you have in that. your pocket? Yeah. Right. Like, how can we, you know, come together and bring our blueprints, blueprints together to make them make sense? So right. that I want to. My part of my job is making sure that how they are viewed by the public is exactly how they want to be portrayed. Yes. Right. So it's like if that's what you want to do, let's figure out a way to take that. Um, and I make it, you know, I got to make it seem like, or feel like, like they're making the decisions. I want yes. them to feel like they have, you know, the power and in, in, in cases they do, Yeah, you know? So. And I love that. I love that because you're planting the seed. Mm -hmm. So it grows a little bit. Right. And then all of a sudden they believe it's their idea when really it was your idea, <laughs> right? Your say, idea. I can't say all of that, but you know, I just want to empower them, empower them to, yeah. you know, it's a good word. Mm -hmm. We'll use that word. Okay. Empower. <laughs> now you mentioned Divorced, yeah. five-year-old son. Mm -hmm. um, how much do those experiences play into what you are doing now? The reason why I ask that is because mm -hmm. being divorced and having two children of my own, they're a big part of my inspiration sure. to do what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, I can talk more. I wasn't married long. Okay. So I kind of you know, came and went. But I can speak more to my son in that I... When I was in fifth grade, you know, they ask you, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. And my question was, I, I mean, my answer was, I want to change the world. Right. And I didn't know how I was going to do that, but that's always been the consistent thing. And for me, in order to change the world, you have to change the youth. You know, mm -hmm. you have to impact the kids in some way, shape, or form. So when I became a mom, I started to kind of see the world through his eyes a little bit. Right. You know, and what I, I know what I, what I want for him 
but I want him to want certain things for himself. You know, like I want him to be able to believe in himself. Mm -hmm. And so how it's, how being a mom, I think has shaped where I'm at now. One, it's no, it's, Patience, right? Like being a parent is not <laughs> it's a lot easy. Of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to be patient and he grounds me. You yeah. know, he really keeps me level. And I always say if I don't have it if I didn't have my son, I'd be I'm already kind of all over the place. Right. But he like kind of brings it back, you yeah, know, where yeah, I yeah. have to because being a parent, you have to be able to connect dots and really That's make beautiful. things happen. Yeah, you know, you have to be level. And so he keeps me he keeps me there to where I can start things and, and finish them. Right. You know? All right. So changing the world. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of give us a glimpse of what your world, according to Jerrica, would look like. That's a great question. That's a great question, guys. <laughs> That's a great question. Man, um, you know, leaders leading leaders. Yes. I think... There's, uh, there's always going to be, you're always going to have, nope, let me back up. Leaders leading leaders. I want everyone to know that there's a light in them. Mm. And so the world for me would be full of light mm. and everyone using their light to help one another as yeah. opposed to bringing them down. I'm telling you, if this was church right now, <laughs> I'd be stomping and saying Amen. <laughs> Because that is so true, though. Like, so, you know, Be Contagious really is about leadership and leadership within your own life and other people. And the light is huge because everyone has a light. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, we choose to live in darkness. Yeah. We choose not to see it. Um, And and really, when the light's right in front of us, it's chasing us. It's trying to come, come see us. Now, all right, so how do you live your life in the light? In the light. In the light. Work. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot of work. So I I probably spend 60 to 70% of my time. That might be too much. 40% of my time. <laughs> That's all right. Um, doing the inner work. Okay. You know, as opposed to the, I mean, obviously I work really hard and all that other stuff. But if I don't have that sense, you know, that, that sense of balance, mm-hmm. right? So alignment to me is being in the light. You know, and if I don't have that, I'm not as efficient in other aspects of my life. Right. So I spend a lot of time reading, you know, praying, meditating, however, mm-hmm. you know, um, and wanting to to grow. And so I I don't know. I just, you know, w- walking and spending time like in my own thoughts. I think people are really, really afraid like a stack, like an idle mind is really, really dangerous. But people are really afraid to kind of be in silence and hear their own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, like when I want to go to sleep, I'm like, I want to fall asleep with the TV on just because I know my mind is gonna take me, you know, right. like, and I don't want to be there yet, but I have to. Yeah. And but that helps me, you know, stay in that, stay in that light. And the light to me is is hope, you know. Like give, I want to give kids the freedom to dream. Yeah. Right. So they can see that light within themselves. And I, don't know, I think just spending time, spending time focusing on that is important. I'm at the, you just dropped some amazing nuggets to the audience. All right. <laughs> well, good. I mean, I hope I mean catches them. You, you, I hope so, too. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, the last thing you talked about was hope. Yeah. Like I think in anything, whether you're in a relationship with an individual, relationship with your kids, relationship with a group of people. Right. Like when you give people hope, that's where movements begin. Exactly. You know, and and I know for a lot of times, like 
I didn't live with hope. I'm sure you didn't live with hope at the one time. Yeah. Um, which leads me to my next question is basically, like, how do you get to that light status? Because a lot of people, I mean, let's be honest. You know, that alarm goes on in the morning. You're mad, right? You're like, oh, I don't want to be in a good mood today. I got to go to work today. Like, how do you get yourself going so that you are going toward the light when you have to start your day, which is always tough to do? It is. Um, it is a choice. Mm. I think people have more people have power that I don't think that they know that they have, that they're not aware of having. Um, so I, I think I always say freedom. I have free on my arm. (laughs) Um, and people have free will. Yes. And, and people, you hear it all the time, you know, it's in your mind, it's in your mind, but it's hard to shift that. Yes. It's really hard to shift your mind, but if you practice and, I, me and my mom talk about it all the time. You have to practice the mentality shift, right? You, like, you have to wake up. I wake up every single day. I go, Let's say this. I go to sleep every single night. I'm like, I'm cool. If I die in my sleep right now, right. I'm good. Yeah. Like, I know that I gave the day everything that I had. Right. And so sometimes when you're kind of stuck in that, like, if, if, I, if I'm in a funk, I always, I'm like, I am just have to keep going. I just have to keep going. And I have to tap into what fuels me. I had this conversation with one of my kids who had written one of my kids that I mentor that she really, I mean, she was tapped out mm-hmm. and she's in, I don't know, eighth grade. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to do anything. Eighth grade. Yeah. That's, that's she's like, my daughter. My daughter's in eighth grade. Yeah. She's like, I don't, you know, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go to school. I just want to, you know, be bad. I don't right. want to, I could care less if I end up on the street type thing. Did she say, catch me outside? How about that? <laughs> Did she say that? <laughs> Something <laughs> close. He's laughing. <laughs> you like that, man. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> um, she didn't say those words exactly, you know, but she, I could see it in her eyes that she needed to be reminded or, you know, someone needed to plant at a gym in her. And it was like, mm-hmm. what makes you, let's figure out what makes you go. Yeah. You know, if you're waking up every day and you're in that funk is because you haven't figured out what makes you go. Yeah. You got to figure out what makes you tick. And when you find that, give your energy to that. Right. Even if it's not paying you any money, give your energy to that and the rest will come. Now, where'd you get this amazing thought process? Practice. Practice. (laughs) Practice. Honestly, a lot of, a lot of prayer, a lot of conversations with God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you mentioned something about, you know, the, the voices in your head Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and I tell, I go to acupuncturists, they put needles in my back Mm -hmm. and everything else. And, and I told her one day, I said, you know, um, I have these voices in my head. I said, well, before you think I'm crazy, (laughs) I said, I got these voices and they keep talking and they keep creating a different reality Hmm. than what it is. And, and she told me to pick up this book called the untethered soul. Oh, I read that. Um, it's good book. Yeah, it is. I have to admit the first 50 pages really good. After that, I, I don't focus very well. It took me a little while, Mm -hmm. but right. It talked about what's outside there cannot infect affect or infect what's in here. So like when you practice, like do you, is it still something you practice every day? Have to. Okay. Because, because, (laughs) because you have to know who you are, right? You have to be solid in who you are. I told this to my eighth grader. Yeah. Because let's just use middle school, for example, and all of the peer pressure that's around you to influence you to be someone that you're not. Right. Right. And if the less aware that you are of who you are, the more apt you are to follow these other things and other people that have nothing to do with who you are. Mm -hmm. So you are easy to get out of alignment. 
Yeah. So what I've prided myself on is you're going to get knocked off, right? Like people are people, society, politics, I mean, well, call it what you want. Like obstacles, somebody dies, like challenges will come to you and they'll knock you off. But if you're solid and you kind of know where home is, and home is like your rock, right? Like right. you know where alignment is for you. Even if you get distracted a little bit, you always know you always know where home is. Right. And so that's what when I get distracted or I get knocked off, I go back to like my books or I go back to praying and not praying like, oh, like help me, you know. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I know what it feels like to be in alignment and I pray and I hope that I will get back there. Yeah. And that is just I just repeat it and I repeat it and I repeat it. And you become more familiar and become more, I just feel more solid. Right. I'm not as fluid. Right. You know? So spirituality and faith is a big part yeah, for you? Yeah, spirituality, yep. 100%. Okay. 100%. Yeah, you know, I've, I've I, it seems to be, that seems to be the defining factor on a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a couple atheists and for some reason they're, they're hope less hmm. and not hopeful and right. feel like people who, who have faith or have that sort of background are, are more hopeful For more sure. than more than anything. And it doesn't have to be religious. Yes. It's absolutely. not religious. Yeah. I don't, you know, it's, it's very just whatever. And that's what I, like, what, like what make like what makes you tick? Like what is your, you know, whatever your gut is, your, your mind or no, not your mind, your gut. Right. That's a higher power. And however you choose to define that, right. that's neither here nor there. But to be in alignment with that, yeah, you know. Wow. All right. So okay. So how do you go through life? No, not uh, that's. I don't like that that question. Okay. <laughs> you are a powerful mother. Mm, thank you. Slash woman, right? Do you remind yourself of that every day? Do you carry yourself like that every day? Is that what you feel like every minute of the day? Mm, every minute of the day. Yeah. Okay. Of course not. You know, I get. I get discouraged. Right. I'm a single mom. Okay. And it's, you know, it's hard. I mean, even if I wasn't a single mom, just the, the everyday challenges of wanting to accomplish my dreams is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard raising my son and, and seeing him, you know, have go through his path that right. may have some struggles. Um, it's hard. I don't feel... I feel like I'm superwoman and I have to know that. Right? Yes. Yes. But sometimes I, w- I have to be in a vulnerable state and I want to take my cape off. Yeah. And sometimes that's really hard to do. Right. You know, but you have to be able to say sometimes like, hey, and this is where my spirituality comes in. You don't have to be strong enough to handle all of this. Stuff. Yeah. There's something bigger in here that has your back as long as you keep doing what right. you know, you're doing. But it's okay to... To, to be discouraged sometimes as long as you know how to remind yourself and, right. <laughs> and come back out of it. I love that word vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I, it's an overused word. True. Because I think too many people believe they are. And and I forget where I got this from. But but really, you're almost surrendering yourself. But oh, yeah. when you surrender. surrender, people think you become meek and, and weak. weak. And it's not. Surrender is kind of like that in-between still. That Sometimes that could be like your base. Yeah. You know, because you can go way lower than surrender. I mean, you could be down the dumps, but that surrender kind of gives you that that base and allows you to be vulnerable and everything else. So are you afraid to be vulnerable or do you find it easy and through time? Mm. Let's see the Jerrica now. I'm less afraid of vulnerability okay. and I and surrendering to your point because I love that word. Uh, surrendering control 
mm. is what I think makes me the most powerful. Right. When I can say, I really don't, I have, I have power, but if I give this up mm -hmm. to the universe and know that what I've put out into the universe will come back to me and I don't, that I'm less, I'm less stressed, you know, I don't even remember your question. No, no, that's all right. No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> it we talk about question? being how is it oh, easier horrible. to be vulnerable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it is not. It is not easy to be vulnerable. Yeah. Because, I mean, if we're going to stay in the spiritual conversation, but then you can't, you have to kind of come out of the spiritual conversation because we live in this world. Right. You know? And so you think about your relationships with your family, your friends, your parents, your significant other, you know, your kids, whatever. And it's really hard, your job, the people you work with. And, being vulnerable means that you have to like kind of show you show who you are, yeah. like all of who you are. Right. No, that's not easy to do. You know, scary. it is scary. But then it's in some cases it's becoming e I say I'm saying it's becoming easier for me. Yeah. Because I'm more secure in who I am. Right. So yeah. I, I find it being <laughs> more. I always I always wrestle with the whole security part for me mm -hmm. because I know I have so many insecurities, mm. yet the more I could talk to them or talk to anybody or talk to the camera or talk to right. myself in the mirror, the more I feel better about them. I don't necessarily justify mm. them, but I kind of say like, wow, man, you really suck at that. Mm. You know, and... and uh, You're talking to your insecurities. Yeah, talking about insecurities. Now, they don't answer me back. If I start answering my own questions, then I'm really crazy. Yeah. But I keep telling them that. So I found that, like, the vulnerability part and the surrender part, and I love all the different things you're saying because I think most people won't say that. Mm -hmm. They won't dig deep to find that vulnerability right. state. Um, right, Because they're afraid. Yeah, I know, agree. With everything. All right, last two questions. All right, mm. this is my one of my favorite questions. And okay. I ask everybody, okay, so when they make the Jerrica Williams movie, who's playing Jerrica? And it can't be me. Cannot be you. Stop it. <laughs> um, Jessica Alba. Nice. I could see that. Yes. That was really good. Jessica Alba. That was really good. I'm speechless on that one because that's, <laughs> I'm looking at her like, yep, I, I, I could see that. Jessica Alba. All right. The last question, because we, we touched on some great stuff. I mean, really, really great Thank stuff. You. But But really, it come, in my opinion, Be Contagious, it comes down to this. In order for you to be successful, mm -hmm. you have to fall in love with something. Mm -hmm. And when you fall in love with something, that inspires you to become great until you get there. So what are you in love with? Okay. Mm. Cultivating dreamers. Mm. For sure. Yeah. I think that encompasses, that would cover. Cultivating dreamers. Dive a little deeper <laughs> in that. Because I love that, right? I love that. But I, I mean, let's let's yeah, dive into yeah. that. That is yeah. that is really good. Cultivating dreamers, uh, everyone, no matter how old, how young, needs to believe, know that they have the freedom to dream. Mm. Not only do they have the freedom to dream, they have the freedom to live out those dreams. Yeah. And ability to do so. And I think it starts, and that's why I say cultivating, because mm -hmm. you have to 
kind of give them hope to believe in it because you can't make someone mm-hmm. believe, like they have to believe in it themselves. But once, imagine that's what my world would look like. Mm. That's where the light comes from. Yeah. A world full of dreamers and not, you know, want to dreamers. But like when I wake up mm-hmm. and I'm like doing it. But before that, I know that I could do it. I can have this dream. I can have this vision. And I'm not saying dreams like when you go to sleep. Right. But I have this this vision that I want for my life and I could do that. Yeah. I could do it. I'm speechless again. <laughs> yes. I I tell you Mission what. Accomplished. This is this is this is one of the most inspiring talks we've had on Be Contagious. Oh, you know, cuz awesome. I mean, you. I appreciate um, basically the vulnerability hmm. and and the surrendering of information of you and what you believe in to the audience and everything else. And um, before we let you go, tell everybody where they can find you, they could reach you, anything mm-hmm. and everything yeah. to find out more of the great work that you do. Uh, well, thank you, first of all, for that. That was a big-time compliment. Um, alljace.com, A-L-L-J-A-C-E.com. And tw- I only have Twitter. Okay. Uh, we, at, same thing at all Jace and LinkedIn. Okay. Jerrica Williams. For you professional people, there's a LinkedIn out there. LinkedIn and a Twitter, but you know, I stay away from Instagram. I stay away from okay. Facebook and okay. You know, spend time on the other stuff. <laughs> well, I t- I can't I can't thank you enough for being here. Oh no, really. Thank you. I know you had a very busy day. Oh, it was I'm awesome. Tired. At, we've <laughs> never met. First time we've never met, right? No. I, I know. Think so I, you didn't. He didn't recruit me. I don't remember. <laughs> But I'm old. That's what happens. But really, I mean, you have given so many great pieces of information to the audience today. Um, awesome. I encourage everybody to reach out because, you know, being a single mom, mm. uh, a five-year-old for that matter, okay, that, that, that's not easy. It's not like the single one is like 12 or 14, five, okay, um, and running a full-time entrepreneur business where you're trying to get things done. Okay, you are a light. You are great, mm. and you are contagious. Thanks, I appreciate you. Reach out to her any time. Yes. All right, we'll catch you guys later. Wow, I'm telling you right now, Jerrica Williams was preaching today to the audience. I hope you got some great nuggets on what she has done and will do in her life. Visit her on the website, alljace.com, where you can really find up-to-date information on what's going on in her industry. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Please do me a favor. Jump on SoundCloud. Jump on iTunes. Please show us some love. Click a like. Make a great comment. Push this episode to somebody who needs it. Without you, we are nothing. I love you. I appreciate you. And together, we are trying to get through this thing called life. So guys, remember, be the light, be great, and continue on being contagious to the people around you. Till next time. Thank you.